Welcome to Agency Talk with your hosts, Eddie, Benny, and Chuck. Brought to you by Genesis Software, the agency management people. Welcome to episode three. This is Benny speaking, and I'm with Eddie, Chuck, and today we'll be addressing system requirements. We will also be talking about some monitor resolutions and uh, what your native resolution should be for using Genesis. Let's start out by talking about the current resolution. I like the current resolution that we recommend for Genesis on a, a monitor is. 1280 by 768. Now 1280 is the width and 768 is the height of the monitor. A lot of, now that you'll notice the width is, is a lot wider than the height because most monitors today are the rectangle shaped monitor. Used to monitors years ago were square but now they are more in the rectangular shaped which is the 16-9 instead of the 4 to 3 ratio. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much the the norm nowadays to have widescreen monitors. That's more the the normal than the exception nowadays. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have a resolution that's a lot higher than that, you will still see everything on on the screen, but it will be uh, a good bit smaller and maybe even up to the left, mm-hmm. it won't. It will not give the user the experience that they would probably enjoy the most. So the resolution exactly. that you described, Chuck, is the one that probably give them the best experience. And if they have a resolution that's smaller than you're describing, there is the possibility that objects will appear off to the right and below the screen that they will not see unless they scroll up or down. That's yes. right. They will have to scroll at that point. Uh, a lot. A lot of. Not a lot, but there are still some computers out there that have uh, a screen resolution of 1024 by 768, which is a smaller resolution, and that will mean that you have to scroll more. Yes, and as far as addressing that issue, it's important to remember, too, that monitors have their native resolution, too. So a native resolution is what that monitor is physically designed hardware-wise to support. So it, you may come up to a point where your resolution is too low and you may have to replace the monitor rather than to adjust it within your software. Right, and to adjust a, a monitor, if you don't know what your resolution is, uh, the, <clears throat> one of the best ways I've found is just right click on the desktop somewhere and go down to either personalize or to properties. And depending on your operating system, if you go to properties, then you're going to select uh, uh, screen screen resolution, I believe, and then the uh, if it's personalized, the screen resolution will be right there on the bottom of the screen. You can click on it, and it will show you what your current resolution is. Yes, and they should all point out your native resolution too within the software, so you'll kind of have an idea of if it's hardware related or software related, if you have any issues. And usually just by adjusting it, you'll be able to tell a difference. Uh, The farther you get away from native resolution, the more blurry the screen will become, um, the harder it is to read, things like that. So let me me kind of clarify this piece. We've been talking for a few minutes about screen resolution. It's important for the listeners to know that today, as we're doing this podcast recording, Genesis has two products. Genesis, which has been around for a long time, Mm -hmm. and Genesis Now, genesisnow.com. 
Genesis Now is a web product and Genesis is a Windows product. So most of our conversations so far, we are thinking primarily about Genesis, not Genesis Now, correct? Correct. That's correct, yes. So Genesis Now, by the way, I don't think is a lot different in what it's going to enjoy and give the best experience with. So I think that resolution is somewhat in the same ballpark, but primarily what we've been talking about is Genesis. Now, Genesis is delivered to our customers in one of two ways. We've either installed it on their network or we are hosting it for them on our servers. Does that change the need in any way? Or is the resolution still going to be the same for Genesis Windows version, regardless of whether it's on their desktop or whether it's hosted? There's definitely a difference because when you're connecting to a hosted system, what you're doing is you're adopting the environment of the hosted system. So if the hosted system's on a certain resolution like ours is, then no matter what you change on your end, it's not going to change the resolution of Genesis. It's only going to change your local resolution. That doesn't seem like a big distinction, but if you adjust your resolution to one higher than what Genesis uses, then everything's going to become a bit smaller on the screen. That's that's, great. Yes. Yeah, and that's even with hosted system. Now, uh, with the desktop, desktop is slightly different because you're directly affecting it. It's your environment you're working in rather than signing into a different environment with a different resolution. So with your local environment, it's just hands-on changing the resolution in the way that Chuck recommended, always keeping in mind your native resolution of your monitor. So on hosted, if someone is using Genesis where we're hosting it, they don't really have to think much about their resolution on their computer. Is that accurate? That's true, yes. Yes, I would say that's true. Any other conversation around resolution, or can we move on to other system requirements? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. That's great. All right. So, Chuck, start telling me when you think about, again, you know, we have Genesis, desktop versus hosted, and then we have Genesis now. So, pick, let's talk about those and what the, the requirements are in terms of RAM and all these things. Well, as we discussed in episode one about speed, our requirements that we would like to see in a computer is at least 2.8 gigahertz uh, processor. We would also like to see 4 gig of RAM. Now this is a workstation, so we'd like to see 4 gig of RAM and maybe a at least a 500 meg hard drive or a little higher. As far as desktop uh, recommendations, that's what I would recommend for uh, our Genesis and then Genesis Now as well. Uh, as long as you've got the network card that we discussed in episode 2, then we shouldn't have any problem. Uh, with Genesis Now, it's going to access Genesis Now as fast as you access the internet. Benny can probably discuss a little more about what I'd like to tell what we want on a server because there's a difference in a workstation and a server. Now what we call a server is a computer where your data is stored and housed so that all your other computers can access it. Before Benny talks about the server, a couple of questions. First of all, about a server, Do we recommend that every agency have a dedicated server? Absolutely. I would say so, yes. Even if it's two workstations and it's a two-man shop, two-person shop, you still recommend a dedicated server? Yes. Definitely, I would recommend that. The reason you want to dedicate a server is the less resources you're using up on that server, the better able it is to handle your network traffic. You have a slow server, you're going to have a slow network. All right, so now, and then before we go to specs on that server, uh, I do want to go back 
to what Chuck was talking about earlier with Genesis installed on your network, our computer specs are really what we said in episode one, and it's what you stated just a moment ago, correct? Yes. Now, what about Genesis hosted? Same thing or any different? Genesis hosted, yeah, would would benefit from the same thing. I mean, okay. I, I wouldn't vary the specs that much. The, the added, the added uh, piece to Genesis hosted might be that in addition to the RAM and the processor specs you discussed, the internet speed, because it's accessing, yes. accessing, accessing Genesis through the internet, needs to be probably as good as that office can, yeah, that's can the, afford to have. The best you can get would and be And that's great. what we had discussed in episode two about your upload-download. Okay, so, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then with Genesis now, the last thing I'll mention before we talk to Benny about server specs, Genesis now, like, like you mentioned, Chuck, probably would benefit, again, from the same kind of computer, the RAM and, and, and processor mm-hmm. and so on. The added comment I'll make is Genesis now is going to function best with Google Chrome as the as the browser. Probably second in place or pretty pretty equal to Chrome would be Firefox mm-hmm. and then maybe Safari. But then the worst is probably going to be Internet Explorer. So I did want to mention that because if someone is using Genesis now on Internet Explorer, they're not going to have the experience as good of an experience in terms of speed and mm-hmm. functionality as they would have with those other browsers. So that's a good point to make too regarding people maybe transitioning to Genesis now from other Genesis products too. You know, they might want to be aware that they need to switch to to Chrome or Firefox, whichever they feel most comfortable with. And it's important to, to note that Google and Google Chrome and Firefox are both browsers that you can download. Yes, and they're free, completely free to download. So. One final spec, and then we'll go to the server, Benny. One final spec uh, requirement I'll mention is it needs to be a Windows operating system. Oh, absolutely, yes. For Genesis. What about Genesis Hosted? Genesis Hosted can work with many Mac computers. OS Xs work really well on it. You wouldn't be able to... Most of our users will be using either a Mac or Windows. As far as Linux, anything along those lines, you're not going to get support for that. So Genesis, it would be true then, a system requirement for Genesis is Windows, operating system. And and then it would be true that for Genesis hosted, it would be a Windows or a Mac. Mm -hmm. And then for Genesis now, it could also be Windows or a Mac or even a tablet. And then a final comment is, a tablet is not going to work well with Genesis or Genesis hosted, but it will for Genesis now. All that true? That's exactly right. That's true. That's exactly Right. right. Thank you, and now, Benny, if you'll say what you want to say about servers. Yeah, the deal with servers is you want to, you really want to double your resources as far as compared to a workstation. Um, The reason you say that is like we touched on a little bit earlier, the workload is going to be held by the server for Genesis because the data for Genesis is stored on this server. So you've got data on the server, and then all your workstations access it. So you're going to need a bigger, bigger memory. And I would say, just recommendation-wise, if you're going to have four gigs for your workstation, you'd want eight minimum for your server. Now, that's by no means a limit. I would say go up as, as much as you want to and can reasonably afford. The more, the better. And you want it to be dedicated, too, as we already touched on. Um, now, as far as processing power, you could probably get away with three gigahertz around. I would recommend a quad core or higher, though, for a server. Absolutely. You yes. agree? Yes. Um, just because you're going to have a lot more processes going on on that computer and more access, more data access, more shares. Everything that you do on there is going to be affected by that. 
as far as anything else, I think it's important to have more access to data storage. So your hard drive is going to have to be a little bit larger, I would say, than a workstation. Chuck recommended, what, 500 megabytes for a workstation. Yeah, I would, so I would say for a server, probably twice that, if not more. Um, yeah, at least a terabyte. Yeah, a terabyte or more, definitely. Uh, and the reason we, we, we say that is because where your data is stored on your server, that is also where your imaging is stored through Genesis. So the more you scan, the more hard drive space you'll be requiring. So you don't want to run out of hardware space, you know, when you're trying to scan images. That's so. an important thing to be aware of too. The longer you're in business, the more images you're going to have in your system, the bigger that's going to be as far as data usage. So Absolutely. you have to plan ahead a little bit accordingly. If you plan ahead and buy a server that's got extra space on the hard drive, that's going to save you money long term, and it's going to save you headache and hassle too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, especially when it comes to a server, to buy what you can afford at that at that point buy the best you can buy you know for the most you can afford because down the road that's going to save you a lot of time a lot of hassle you know and money as well i believe you know you mentioned all these images and all this data being on this server i guess that brings up a good topic of backups do we want to touch really quick on what we recommend as an option for people to back up their data on their server or on their workstations for that matter. Well, yeah. Definitely. I think everybody should have a local backup and an off-site cloud backup as well, just to prepare for any eventuality. You want to prepare for the worst and, and that would be what a backup helps you do. As far as the software that I recommend to do it, we use LiveBot here and that's a really good cloud-based solution for backing up data. Very easy to use, very automated, which is important for backing up. You want it to always be automated and require very little maintenance. The only thing I would add to what Benny said, and I agree totally with with what he said, is you need a, a cloud backup off-site as well as an on-site backup of some kind, whether it's a hard disk drive that you plug in and back it up to it or something that you could physically take with you if you needed to. So go to my local uh, office supply place, purchase a little hard drive, an external hard drive as a backup tool. Yes. Probably ask for assistance there, and someone there hopefully would help me pick the right one. And we're probably not talking about a lot of money, right? Probably $100 or less? You're definitely $100, yeah, $100 or less. Right. And so you buy that and you put that in, and then how do you do the routine? I mean, is that simple to make sure it backs up every day? Uh, most of the time you can automate that, the software that comes with the hardware that you buy, or you can do it through task scheduler uh, inside of Windows. You can schedule a task each day to back up at a certain time. So I go buy, I go buy the device, bring it back, and it's probably got software built in yes. for me to schedule daily backup. So you're recommending I do that once a day, and for the most part, just let that device sit there day in and day out because... If I'm doing the cloud backup, there's not a need to have two or more of those devices and rotate them out every day or take one home, correct? That's exactly right. Yes, that's true. And, but it's also important that if you want to take your data with you, you know, you can unplug it and take it to a different location other than your office. If something happened at the office, then you've got your data on the, the external drive. Okay. So if they're calling for a big storm, 
take the data with you. Sure, may be a good idea to take it with you. And then do the online backup we provide. We resell the same solution that we ourselves use, so that we're an option for people to do backups. And there, you can Google. There's other options out there for right. for online backup. Anything come to mind as far as what to look for in an online backup service? Well, the main the, that was my next comment. I do recommend that you do some type of incremental backup. Yes, something yes. that doesn't back up just everything over the same for the same day in other words what happens is you've got an incremental backup and if you need to go back three days or five days from now uh, you could do that where if you back up every day and just back up over the same data you don't have an incremental in other words if you if you come in this morning and your data is bad with an incremental backup you can go back to a backup that was done Before yesterday. Was yesterday. Yeah, but exactly. If, if you've got a backup that just backs up everything and doesn't is not incremental, you and you've backed up your bad data, then you've still got bad data. So another example is if I'm backing up every day and I'm backing up all my data every day, other than what you're recommending, like the incremental, then if I were to go in today and accidentally delete a client out of my system or delete an image out of my system and then Tonight, it backs up that way. I don't have the luxury of going to a backup before I made that human error. That's correct. Exactly. So if I've got the incremental, I can say, ooh, I bet I did that three days ago. Luckily, I've got a history. That, yes. And that's what you'll get with the cloud backup. That's not That's not going to be your local. Okay. Not, not usually. But that, that's where you're going to have the... I can't but you'll get through the cloud either. The importance of that is is really large. I can't overstress how important that would be to have incremental backup. There's been several situations, many agencies we've worked with, where they didn't have incremental backup, so there was really no solution to resolve that. And, it, and you know, backup solutions like that, I guess, are a little like insurance even, where, well, they are. it's kind of an insurance, it is buying insurance, I guess, to protect your data. but. What I was really thinking is, you may not know if you've got the right one until it comes time for a claim. So if I if I buy insurance from a, a, an agent that is not reputable, and then I have a claim, heaven forbid, down the road on my car or my home or my or health insurance, and that agent is not the right guy for me, then I'm not gonna know it maybe until I need them. And so it's the same thing with backup. You may get a cheap backup solution mm-hmm. and a year from now need it and not maybe yes. a mess. Yes, right. it pays for itself when you need it. Just like you said, it's, it's an investment. And you get different returns based on the product you purchase. And then make sure you compare apples to apples when you're comparing your, your backups because if you go down, if you're, something happens to your data and you need to restore it, the speed of that restoration makes a big difference because there are some out there, like you said, that are cheaper but when you get ready to restore your data it takes three days instead of three hours all right yeah so all right anything to add have you think we've covered the topic of system requirements pretty well today in this episode i believe so yeah okay all right if anyone has any questions you can email chuck at genesissoftware.com or eddie at genesissoftware.com or benny at genesissoftware.com visit our website at genesissoftware.com I hope this was helpful, and please let us know if you have any suggestions about other topics or any questions about what we discussed today. Thanks. 
This episode of Agency Talk was brought to you by the fine people at Genesis Software, the agency management system that makes you better.